Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the Fantasy Football Hangout with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be giving you my week four roundup, and I'll be breaking down all the early games. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, guys, so you know what time it is. It is time for the week four roundup. So let's get into it, get all into all the games. So let's start off in New York. Um, actually, uh, two developments in New York, but we'll start with the first one. Uh, the New York Jets hosting the Tennessee Titans, and that went to overtime. 27-24. Um, pretty good game. Pretty good game. Um, actually, the Jets were down in this one and um, and came to tie it and then won it in OT on a field goal and was able to hold uh, the Tennessee Titans at base. So, very good win for the Jets, that's for sure. So, let's start. Zach Wilson... Pretty good game, actually. Um, 34 pass attempts, 21 completions, 297 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. Much better showing um, for Zach Wilson, and he was only sacked once. Zach Wilson's a guy who, you know, you heard in the preseason the... Um, Aaron Rodgers comparisons and so forth. So this is his fourth game as a rookie. So I guess he's getting acclimated. He's getting acclimated with the league. And you just got to run an offense that really accentuates his um, his good attributes. So yeah, I thought they did so here. Um, he... They kept him pretty much clean with the, uh, him being sacked only once. And he had time to, you know, make his decisions. So, um, very good. I would like his run game to support him more. Well, let's talk about it. Um, Michael Carter, 13 rushes, 38 yards with a touchdown. And uh, he had one uh, reception for minus... Uh, four yards so that was on three targets so so that equates to 34 yards net um michael carter you know i think eventually the cream will rise to the top and he'll end up um taking over that backfield over there um you see a guy like tevin coleman four rushes 14 yards he did have two catches for 17 yards and the third back ty johnson three rushes one yard and two catches for 12 yards so it seems like it's a it seems similar to the situation in miami with that backfield over there but i think eventually in time michael carter will take over that room so um if you have shares in Carter, I, my best advice to you is to sit tight um, and wait for this season to ride out. Because actually, I do think this offense will get better. Um, that's for sure. 
And in terms of the receivers, uh, Corey Davis was one of my value picks. I liked the matchup, and I liked the revenge factor. So he showed up. Four catches, 111 yards with a touchdown, and that was on seven targets. So um, definitely, we we all know the pecking order over there. It seems like Corey Davis is the guy, but um, Jamison Crowder, he saw nine targets in this game. Uh, seven catches for 61 yards. Jamison Crowder is a guy who... Oh, what's the phrase they use? Death by a thousand cuts. That's what this guy is. He he catches a great amount of uh, passes. They don't go for much, but you know, um, he's able to you know get the get the receptions. So um, if you are desperate at the wide receiver position. I say, why not grab uh, Jamison Crowder if he happens to be on the waiver wire? He is a guy who, you know, he's very low risk. If you throw it to him, he'll move the chains a bit. So, um, yeah, and he, and he saw the most targets in this game. So, I think um, over time, Zach Wilson, I think it'll be between these two guys here. You see a guy like he. Keelan Cole get involved with three catches for him, uh, 92 yards, and that's on four targets. And uh, the beloved Braxton Berrios, uh, one catch, zero yards, and he had two rushes for 15 yards. So uh, the volume you saw from him early on, uh, you probably won't be seeing that now that Jamison Crowder is healthy. So, um I think over the course of the season, you will want to invest in maybe another receiver or two on this team as Zach Wilson continues to improve. So, Jamison Crowder, uh, I would say check the waiver wires just in case to see if he's out there. Um, in terms of Tennessee, um, Tannehill, eh, eh, kind of a mm, game. Um, he threw it 49 times, 30 completions 298 yards with the touchdown pass he did also run it three times for nine yards and was sacked seven times so the that front um front four of the jets front seven rather really got after Tannehill in this one and i was actually surprised that he threw it this much in this game but what can you do um turns of the run game Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things. Uh, 33 rushes, 157 yards with the touchdown. He also had two catches for 20 yards. So, um, I, I, you know, I understand people's um, so-called trepidation with Derrick Henry in like PPR leagues and stuff like that. This guy is playable in any league. So I don't know what the big to-do is about. You grab this guy because he's going to get the yardage any way you slice it. So um, he may not be the proficient pass catcher as some of the other backs in this league, but he's going to get his yards. So um, very fine game for Derrick Henry. Um, 
His backup, actually, uh, Jeremy McNichols, he led the way in uh, receptions with uh, eight for him, 74 yards. That was on 12 targets. So, um, so it seems like, well, this is more the fact that there was no A.J. Brown. There was no Julio Jones. So you had to throw it somewhere. So um, Jeremy McNichol happens to be the uh, recipient of such generosity. Um, Chester Rogers, um, for him, five, uh, receptions, 63 yards. That's on six targets. So he, he tried to fill in as well, as well as Josh Reynolds. He saw nine targets. So he saw the second most targets, uh, six catches for 59 yards. Then a guy I spoke about last week, Nick Westbrook. Ick Hine, uh, three catches for 29 yards, and that was on eight targets. So um, I guess for the moment, I'm not sure the injury status of both both those guys, Brown and Jones. Um, but if, if it's a case where, you know, they may miss another game, um, you probably want to make a slight investment in the the some of the receivers here uh they have they actually have they'll be at jacksonville next so um you want to watch that situation as far as the receivers go but uh i for one would probably again build my daily fantasy roster around derrick henry because i think he'll do well in that game so um so in a nutshell, that's that was that game, and also the Jets. Um, they host Atlanta next, so Jets, uh, you know, they can start to surge their way up now. Um, Atlanta's a very winnable game for them, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see if uh, Zach Wilson can put it together. Moving on to. The other New York team, the New York Giants, they too went to overtime. Um, and they beat the, the New Orleans Saints. This game, they were down too, like 21 to 10. They end up winning 24, 27 to 21 in overtime. Um, Daniel Jones, a uh, very, very good game. 40 pass attempts, 28 completions, 402 yards. He had the two touchdowns. He also had an interception, ran it four times for 27 yards. Um, the big the big point for him, no sacks. He wasn't sacked in this one. So, um, so kudos to him. In terms of the running game, Saquon Barkley... He's slowly coming around, but it seems like he's coming around, guys. That's a good thing. 13 rushes, 52 yards with a touchdown. He also had five catches for 74 yards with a touchdown, and that was on six targets. So, Saquon Barkley, you're starting to see the arrow go up for him. Um, he's, he's starting to get some traction now, and that's a good thing. So... As this offense improves, um, 
so will he. So uh, definitely what you want to see if you have shares in Barkley. Uh, and I'm I'm a guy with a with a small piece of the pie there, so I'm happy with that. Um, and then in terms of the receivers, Kenny Galladay, solid game. Six catches, 116 yards. That's on seven targets. So you now see him forming a bit of a bond there with Daniel Jones. This will serve him well as the season progresses. So, guys, if you took shares in Galladay in, um, in your, for your fantasy squads, um, your patience may be um, paying off for you. Because I think eventually he's going to start to see the targets. He's going to start to see the looks. So um, I think this is very good news, guys. So um, very, very good news. And then Kadarius Tony, the rookie. Um, actually, he saw the most targets in this one. He, saw, uh, he was targeted nine times. Six catches for 78 yards. So the rookie looks like, you know... Um, he didn't look all that great last week, so it looks like uh, with some practice under his belt, um, he seems to be getting more acclimated in, into that offense. And if that's the case, this is a kid who can really go long if you can if you hit him right. Um, so yeah, so I think this offense is starting to make its move, starting to make its move. Even with the losses of Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. So, also John Ross, who they got in offseason from the Bengals, he had the one of the touchdowns, um, three catches, 77 yards with the touchdown on four targets. So, he's a guy who can break it long as well, So which will serve Daniel Jones well. And then Evan Ingram. Five catches, 26 yards, and that's on six targets. So um, I don't know if you have, if you happen to have shares in Ingram, what do you do here? Um, he's, it's obvious he's no tight end one, that's for sure. A tight end two with the right matchups. He's had, well, he's, I know he's coming back from injury and whatnot, so I guess you still have to be patient, but. If there's a guy like Dalton Schultz, um, Dawson Knox, um, Tyler Conklin on the waiver wire, don't hesitate. Wait for this guy. Um, pounce on these guys as opposed to him because I don't know if you're going to have the patience to keep waiting like this. So, In terms of the Saints, Jameis Winston. Jameis, Jameis. Okay, uh, 23 pass attempts, 17 completions, 261, 226 yards with a touchdown. Uh, <clears throat> what can I say here? Um, they kind of got to let him fling it. I understand i know sean payton want to minimize his mistakes i get it i completely get it 
because we've seen him be a turnover machine in the past, but you got to let him throw it around the yard, man. Um, especially in a game like this, I understand you're trying to uh, pound it and try and keep the lead, but um, Al Alvin Kamara is not that pounded kind of back where you can keep it away like that. So, um, yeah, uh, Sean Payton's going to have to open up this offense more to let Jameis do more in this offense, I think. Uh, in terms of Taysom Hill, seemed like he's the proverbial fly in the ointment. Um, he had two, um, three pass attempts, two completions, only nine yards, and then he had his the incompletion he did have was actually an interception. So um, he's also being utilized in the run game. Six rushes, 28 yards for two um, touchdown scores. And also in the passing attack, uh, two catches on 26 yards. So basically, Tate Hill is what you call the Swiss Army knife for them. He'll do a little bit of everything. So... Um, and that's what it seems to be the case here. You would like Kamara to get one of those touchdowns, but it is what it is. So, um, can't, can't really, uh, say too much in that regard. Speaking of Kamara in the run game, he had 26 rushes for 120 yards. The surprising thing was he was not even targeted in the pass attack. Which seems odd. Um, I'm not sure what the story was there. Why he wasn't targeted. Um, as far as who's backing him up. Um, I think the Tony Jones Jr. noise. Probably has to come to a halt. Because um, they have Ty Montgomery here. And he's more active in the offense. Two rushes, seven yards. Um, three... Uh, catches for 42 yards. So it seems like he's the one that's kind of more of the RB2 here. So Tony Jones Jr. owners, uh, you may want to chuck him to the side uh, this coming week. In terms of the receivers, Marquise Callaway, two catches, 74 yards. Um, Deontay Harris, five catches, 52 two yards and that's on eight targets so he was targeted the most here um Jawan johnson uh he had the lone touchdown that winston threw two catches for 20 yards with the touchdown on three targets chris hogan still a factor here two catches 15 yards and then adam troutman who we heard glowing Things said about him in the preseason, only one catch for three yards. Now, again with Winston, I don't know if Pay Pay uh, Sean Payton's trying to play it safe until he gets a, a stud like Michael Thomas back, and then he'll kind of open it up. I'm not sure, but um, this team is middling right now. I think I believe they're two and two, so. Uh, they're going to have to get their act together quick, fast, because that division there is, um, well, 
the the Bucks is going to rule the roost, but you have a team like Carolina that's showing you something. So they could get buried in that division if they don't straighten this uh, offense up. So anyhow, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Washington going going to Atlanta and beating them uh, 34 to 30. Uh, yeah, this one was kind of a high-scoring game. Uh, that I didn't um, take into account there, but um, there you have it. As far as Washington goes, you saw you saw that ta- Taylor Heineke still producing pretty well um, in the absence of of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He threw 33 passes, completed 23, uh, 290 yards, and three touchdown passes. Only sacked once. Um, And he rushed the ball five times for 43 yards. So, Haneke is holding down the fort until uh, Fitzpatrick gets back. He's had, you know, he's had his highs and his lows. Um, this is a high, obviously. So, um, so he's he's holding the fort okay, all things considered. Um, in terms of the run game, Antonio Gibson, f- solid game, solid, very solid. Uh, 14 rushes, 63 yards with the touchdown. He had two catches for 12 yards, and the third down back, J.D. McKissick. You hear me talk about him endlessly here. Uh, seven rushes for 15 yards, but he had five catches for 44 yards with the touchdown. So you definitely take that if you happen to flex McKissick in this one. Um, it, yeah, which you probably should have because it was a pretty good matchup here. So, um, again, both running backs are viable. Um uh, Gibson more the RB2, McKissick more the flex. So uh, I think this is what it's going to be, guys. I don't think I don't think it's, we'll see any deviation from that. So in terms of the receivers, Terry McLaurin, um, much better game this go-round. Six catches, uh, 123 yards with two touchdowns. So you definitely like to see that. Um Curtis Samuel made his debut, uh, four catches for him at 19 yards. So that's definitely solid. You definitely um, like seeing that he got involved a little bit with um, Henneke there. So that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, Adam Humphreys only the one pass for 19 yards. And actually in this one, Logan Thomas, the tight end, he uh pulled he got a hamstring injury in the first quarter so he didn't return so he's week to week from this point uh so his backup Ricky Sealy Jones who they got from Arizona two catches for 19 yards and that's on four targets so so what you may I don't know if you're you want to invest this way but uh i guess if you 
have shares in in Logan Thomas and you got an injured reserve spot, you might want to stash him there and maybe get a Ricky Seals Jones because Taylor Heineke does have a thing for his tight ends. So um, you may want to invest in Sealy Jones if uh, if this hamstring is going to keep Logan sidelined for a while. So that's something to consider. Uh, in terms of Atlanta, uh, Matt Ryan, I he's another guy I called as a value pick, and um, I couldn't be more right. Uh, 42 pass attempts, 25 completions, 283 yards with four touchdowns. So, um, and he was only sacked once. So, very solid game for Matty Ice. Um, couldn't get the victory though, but. What can you do there? In terms of the run game, um, yeah, at this point, um, <laughs> Cordero Patterson. What can I say about this guy? Six rushes, 34 yards, and he had the five catches for 82 yards and three touchdown catches. Wow, uh, that's on six targets. So, so it looks like the remedy over here is playing Cordero as a dual dual threat. Um, right now, he is the the running back to own in that room. Mike Davis has fell off a cliff, although he did get an end zone in this one. Uh, Thirteen rushes for fourteen yards. Two catches for 12 yards and the score. So he's somewhat salvages day, but at this point, um, we're at the quarter point of the season, and this is all he's done thus far. I have no reason to believe that he's going to all of a sudden turn it on and be a Derrick Henry type ways rushing it 20, 25 times in a game. I don't see that happening with him. So uh, you kind of got a decision to make. Do you still wait and wait and wait for him to get involved in this run game? Or do you go dip into the waiver wire for somebody who's has more of an upside? That's a serious question you have to answer. So, um, and then also there's the spectrum of Wayne Gelman. Six rushes for him, 29 yards. He had no um, receptions, and he was targeted once. So um, I think I would say this is a three-headed attack, but I would say um, definitely the one to own is Patterson because of his ability to be involved in both the pass and run game. So anyhow, let's move on to the receivers. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Good game. Good game. Uh, seven catches, 80 yards, uh, and that's on 30 targets. So still a bit of misfiring between him and, and Matt Ryan, um, they may need to clean that up. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I thought this was a game where he would flourish, but he did not. 
four catches for 50 yards, and that's on nine targets. So he didn't get to see the end zone in this one. Uh, next week they get the New York Jets, who actually just allowed no um yes yeah, so that's that's not gonna be easy so uh Kyle Pitts they're trying to get him involved but um we'll we'll see Hayden Hurst he's the the uh, backup tight end there four catches for him 29 yards and then a guy like Tate um, Taj, Taj Sharp, two catches for 15 yards. So, um, the offense is scoring. Um, it's moving the ball. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but, um, and I'm, I'm not too optimistic. Uh, again, they do get the Jets coming up. So, which spells a pretty juicy matchup for the run game but again i think you gotta hang your hat on patterson i don't know if i would start mike davis in this one even though he's the supposedly rb1 over there we'll see uh and washington next up they get the reeling new orleans saints so um so washington trying to hang in there in that division um Dallas is leading the way, but um, they're doing their best to hang with uh, the Philadelphias of the world. Um, so uh, we'll see if they can continue to do that. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills, uh, and they beat the brakes off of the Houston Texans 40 to 0. No points for the Texans. And this Buffalo defense is starting to get a bit hot. They pitched two shutouts in the past three games. So um, they're kind of hitting their stride a little bit. Um, and then you have, uh, let's look at the, what they did on offense. Um, Josh Allen, just being Josh Allen, uh, 29 pass attempts, uh 20 completions, 248 yards, two touchdowns with the one interception. And he was only sacked once. Also ran it six times for 41 yards. So so pretty much Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. Um, this, this is who he is. He can, you know, bump those numbers up if need be, but... Um, it did seem like that there was a need for that. So, uh, very solid game. In terms of the run game, it's two-headed guys. I've been screaming this from the rooftop. It's Devin Singletary. It's Zach Moss. That's just the way it's going to be. Um, 14 rushes apiece for both running backs. Um, 79 yards for Singleton. 61 yards for Zach Moss, but Zach Moss had the touchdown. So it seems like of the two, Zach Moss is the one that they're uh, using in red zone. Uh, one catch for Singletary for seven yards, where and for Zach Moss, no receptions on one target. So 
either one isn't really, you know, um, producing much, much of a dual threat at this point. Um, in terms of receivers, Stephon Diggs, finally, finally a good game. Seven catches for 114 yards. And that's on 10 targets. So it seems like things are coming around for him and Josh Allen. Um, it's just the fact that Josh Allen is spreading it around, man. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, he's starting to get more involved. Five catches, 74 yards, and that's on six targets. Dawson Knox, um, I've been singing his praises for weeks. Five catches, 37 yards, and he had two touchdowns, uh, and that's on eight targets. Dawson Knox has no business being on the waiver wire any longer after this week. He must be picked up. He must be picked up in every single league. Every single league. Because right now he's performing as a tight tight end one. That's what he's doing. That's the type of numbers he's doing. So he needs to be picked up. Cole Beasley, not such a great game here. Two catches for 16 yards. So... Um, yeah, so it seems like Josh Allen is spreading the love. He's starting to look for Stefan Moore, which only helps the other guys. So, um, yeah, so this offense is rolling. In terms of the Texans, not much of a story to tell here, to be honest. Uh, Davis Mills is taking his lumps. Uh, 21 pass attempts, 11 completions, only... 87 yards and he had the four interceptions so um yeah so he was in a whole bunch of trouble for the day um yeah and you know when you don't invest in a quality backup um i understand the situation with deshaun watson and all the legalities and whatnot um they're, they're, they're not prepared um, in terms of having quality backup. So this might be a year where they're just going to ride it out and just try and get a franchise quarterback next year and move on from Deshaun Watson. So, But my whole thing is you, you don't plan to play the guy, so you, you're hanging on to him for what? You're not going to start Watson much longer in the Texan uniform. So get what you can get from him and count, take it as a loss, move on. So <laughs> moving on, uh, in terms of the run game, it is a hot mess. So I don't even know if you want to be involved in that. Uh, Mark Ingram, six rushes, 24 yards. David Johnson, five rushes, 21 yards. Um, and he had three receptions for 27 yards, and that's on four targets. So, yeah, this is a dumpster fire, guys. So, um, if you got shares in them, I feel sorry for you. But the, this is this is awful offense um, as of now with the quarterback situation. Brandon Cooks is a guy who deserves much better. Um, he deserves much better than what he's getting here. But, you know, he's doing he's doing his job. 
five catches, 47 yards, and that's on seven targets. So um, not much to say about the Texans here. And uh, they next week they host New England, the New England Patriots, who will be foaming at the mouth after that close loss. Well, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But um, New England Patriots will be foaming at the mouth when they come to Houston. So uh, that should be interesting. And then Buffalo, they get a Sunday nighter um, against the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. So that Buffalo offense better be ready um, for, the, for that high-scoring affair. Moving on to the Chicago Bears beating the Detroit Lions 24-14. A lot to be said here. Uh, Let's just start with the Chicago offense. Um, Justin Fields in the second start, 17 pass attempts, 11 completions, 209 yards. He did have the one interception. He ran it three times for nine yards and was only sacked once. Um, I know the screens are being uh, loud and vociferous about Matt Nagy, um, him being fired. Uh, Because basically he's handcuffing the kid here. He's handcuffing the kid. He's still talking this nonsense about Andy Dalton's my starter. Um, at this point, you got to look towards the future now. Andy Dalton is who Andy Dalton is. He's not going to come in on a white horse and, and save this franchise. He's not doing that. So just roll with the kid and let him grow into the job and you move forward. Um, so that's my say on that. Uh, in terms of the run game. David Montgomery, solid game, but uh, there's a caveat to it. 23 rushes, 106 yards with the touchdown. Um, Only thing, he came out of this with a sprained left ankle, and he's going to be out four to five weeks. So this opens up the door for Damian Williams to um, be the RB1 over there now. He had a... And then he had a thigh bruise in this game. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's that serious, so he should be able to go for um, next Sunday. So uh, just monitor that situation. But he had eight rushes for 55 yards with a touchdown, and then he had two catches for 15 yards. So, so it looks like the next man up is Damian Williams, and then the. You still have Tariq Cohen on the sidelines. So the next man up is Khalil Herbert. So, um, yeah. So, so the darling pick, waiver wire pick this week will be Damian Williams to see what he can do there. And I can't say I blame you for not jumping at him. So I know I'm trying to. Anyhow, let's move on to the receivers. Darnell Moody. Um, he had a very fine game, five catches, 125 yards, and that's on seven targets. So the hype train that was for 
Darnell Moody seems like now it's uh it got a little derailed, but now now it's back on the tracks and rolling down the station. So I think as long as long as Justin Fields is available and upright, and you take these restrictions off him, I think Mooney will be viable from here on out. Um, Allen Robinson still trying to find traction himself. Three catches for 63 yards. Um, I know everybody's saying he's a buy low candidate, and probably so. I would, I would suggest that as well. Yeah, um, I think this passing game has the chances to get better. The only question is, will it be on the Nagy or will he get replaced? We'll see. Um, Cole Komet. One catch, six yards, and that's on three targets. He's not viable right now until, um, again, you take the shackles, so to speak, off of Justin Fields and let him throw it, you know, and get comfortable in that offense. In terms of Detroit, 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 what can you do, man? Uh, <laughs> Jared Goff, 38 pass attempts, 24 completions. 299 yards and he had two touchdown passes uh three fumbles he lost two of them so that doesn't help his case and he he was sacked four times as well um this this is jared Goff doing jared Goff things what can you say in terms of the run game jamal williams led the room 14 rushes 66 yards so this is another dual split, guys. Um, I, I, I can't help you any further but say, by saying this is a dual split. So um, it is what it is. Um, DeAndre Swift, eight rushes for 16 yards, four catches for 33 yards, and that's on six targets. So Swift is the dual threat. Um, Jamal is the bruiser back, so... A little bit of, you know, lightning and thunder, so to speak. So, um, that, that's that's what it is with that run game. In terms of the receivers, um, and it's a cast of many. Uh, Quintez Cephas, um, four catches for 83 yards on five targets. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's finally had the game that people were kind of waiting for him to kind of wake up a little bit. Six catches, 70 yards on eight targets. Uh, Khalif Raymond, seems like he's the kind of guy that golf looks to when he gets down close. Um, three catches, 46 yards on two and two touchdowns, and that's on six attempts, so... Um, and then, of course, there's T.J. Hawkinson, four catches for 44 yards, and that's on eight targets. So it looks like in terms of the receivers to own, it's probably Raymond at this point. Um, Brown, you can definitely, you know, check the waiver wire for him um, as the season progresses. I think he'll only get better. So um, it's just his team is bad. So, um, you know, Jared Goff can fling it around. He can have multiple receivers viable. Um, 
So, yeah, this... I say Raymond, I would take a leap and grab him off the waiver wire. So, And then coming up for Chicago, they go to Vegas to face the Raiders in what will be a tough game for them, that's for sure. And then for Detroit, they're at Minnesota, which has normally been a house of horrors for them. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But... All right, I think I'm going to cut it off here, guys. I will continue to rest as um, eventually, oh, well, very soon. So uh, still got more to go, guys. So um, this is what we have thus far, and I'll continue with the rest. Okay, guys, let's continue with the week four roundup. Uh, going to the Dallas game, Dallas hosting the Carolina Panthers and beating them 36 to 28. Um, in this one, Dak Prescott, very solid game. 22 pass attempts, 14 completions, 188 yards with the four touchdowns. Ran it four times for 35 yards and was uh, not sacked at all in this game. You definitely take that. Um, Dak Prescott playing solid, very solid uh, football definitely uh, you'll definitely take that um, if you own shares in Prescott in terms of the run game Zico Elliott 20 rushes for 143 yards with the touchdown and then you have Tony Pollard 10 catches um, 10 rushes for 67 yards so um, I know there was a feeling that um, after a couple of weeks ago, Tony Pollard had the 100-yard game on the ground. There was kind of a fear that it would be like a 50-50 split, but no, that's not the case, guys. Actually, the presence of Pollard has actually benefited uh, Zeke. So um seems like he's a much stronger back. You know, he's getting the rest. He's getting, the, you know, the uh, breathers there, and he's able to run with authority. So... You definitely, definitely take uh, into the count into account that uh, Pollard has been a help to him and not a hindrance. So that's great. And pl on the plus side, you get uh, a flex guy in Pollard as well, and you have a RB one in Ezekiel Elliott. So a uh, great thing in that regard, guys. In terms of the pass attack, uh, Amari Cooper. He had a uh, solid game, three catches, uh, 69 yards with the touchdown. Uh, Dalton Schultz, six catches, 58 yards with the touchdown. Uh, the third receiver, Cedric Wilson, two catches for 30 yards with the touchdown. And Blake Jarwin, one catch, 18 yards in the touchdown. C.D. Lamb was shut out of the action, only two catches for 13 yards on five targets so um in terms of the tight ends there it seems like prescott has more of an eye for dalton than he does blake so um i obviously the tight end to own here is dalton schultz so um because he's seeing the volume he's seeing the um looks in the end zone so um yeah, so he is the one to own right now. 
Mari um, Cooper's or Mari Cooper. What you, uh, what can you do there? He, he's been solid. Uh, C.D. Lamb. Um, this is just a downer, guys. Um, you know, um, they'll be. You still got a uh, three quarters of the way to go. You'll have more lamb explosions down the road. That's for sure. So, um, in the terms of the Panthers, uh, Sam Darno. I don't know how many more times I should say this. He should be owned in all leagues. He should be played in all leagues. Um, 39 pass attempts, 20, um, 26 that he completed, 301 yards. Uh, he had two touchdowns in. He had the two interceptions. Uh, ran it six times for 35 yards with two touchdowns. Um, and he was sacked five times. Um, Sam Darno, he's just one. <laughs> him, like um, Ryan Tannehill, it's the, it's the Adam Gase after effects. Um, seem like the better quarterbacks once they leave that guy. So, and he's an NFL quarterback. There's no mistake about it. And a viable one it's on top of that. So, um, definitely a so solid, solid uh, quarterback here. In terms of the run game, Chubba Hubbard's still filling in for the injured Christian McCafferty. 13 rushes, 57 yards, and then he had two catches for 11 yards. Very much a McCafferty light here. Um, he's not seeing the great volume that McCafferty sees in the past game, but he is seeing the, you know, the uh, he's getting all the rushes, that's for sure. So that's a good thing. Royce Freeman, who's backing him up, uh, Three rushes for 12 yards. So, in terms of the pass attack, DJ Moore, he is the de facto uh, wide receiver one. Make no mistakes about that. Eight catches, uh, 113 yards with two touchdowns. He's having a fine year thus far. Um, then you get guys like Brandon Silstra, two catches, 63 yards. And then the Third down back here um, in McCafferty's absence is Rodney Smith, and he had five catches for 48 yards. So, like I said, Hubbard is not seeing the same type of volume that uh, you would see McCafferty get, especially in the pass attack. So, uh, yeah, he'll be more like the Mike Davis fill-in from last year. Which, you know, he was viable. He was viable, but um it until McCafferty comes back, he just gotta uh sit and wait for that. So in terms of Robbie Anderson, they are making the effort to get him involved. He saw eleven targets in this game, only five catches for forty six yards. Um, so yeah, so he's definitely seeing volume. He's just misfiring with Darno for one reason or another so uh you you probably still have to own him uh you just gotta wait it out guys uh trust me i'm i'm in that boat too so it's not like you're alone guys um <laughs> and then ian thomas had the three catches for 15 yards coming up for dallas they host the new york giants and 
a division rivalry that should be pretty good with both offenses about uh, clicking. Well, Giants are st- uh, about to start clicking. And then Carolina, they host the Philadelphia Eagles in what should be a good game as well. So moving on to the Indianapolis Colts going down to Miami, facing the Dolphins and beating them 27-17. to 17. Um, In terms of the Colts, Carson Wentz, he is who he is, guys. Um, make no mistake about that. 32 pass attempts, 24 completions, 228 yards uh, with two touchdowns. And he also had five rushes for eight yards. This is Carson Wentz in a nutshell, guys. Um, he's viable enough to be a QB2 um, with with a nice matchup every here, here and there. You can get a kind of QB1's uh, ceiling depending on the matchup. Uh, in terms of the running backs, uh, I kind of called this wrong because I had Naheem Hines as a value pick. Uh, he was far from valuable in this one. Jonathan Taylor, 16 rushes, 103 yards, and the touchdown. Uh, he had three catches for 11 yards. So um, JT has got off to a slow start, but you'd like to see a game like this from him. So um, definitely, you'll definitely take that for sure. Um, in terms of Naheem Hines, only two rushes for six yards, and then two catches for five yards, and he fumbled in this game. So. Definitely a bad one for Hines. So, um, you know, these things happen. And then you saw a guy like Marlon Mack who's been requesting a trade. Um, He saw 10 rushes in this game for 22 yards. So pretty much um, the Colts are showcasing him for other teams. So, um, you know, because he he wants out of there. He wants to get see more volume. He feels he's fully recovered from his torn ACL from last year, so he wants to get out there. You know, and understandable. And there's some teams that need him, guys. There's plenty of teams that need him. So um, so we'll see if they're able to make that move by the deadline. In terms of the pass attack, it's still Michael Pittman Jr., who's leading that room over there. Uh, eight targets, six catches for 59 yards. Uh, pass Zach Pascal seems like the guy he's the wide receiver always finding the end zone not in this one though five targets four catches for 44 yards and then your third wide receiver Paris Campbell uh, two catches for 22 yards on three targets the person who got in end zone was Mo Alley Cox the tight end um, three catches, 42 yards with two touchdowns. So um, keep your eye on, on Mo Ali Cox. He, he saw five targets, by the way. So keep your eye on him. Um, perhaps now that Wentz is a little more acclimated there, as far, as far as that goes, maybe he'll see more volume. We'll see. Um, but uh, that's your Colts offense right there. In terms of the Miami Dolphins, um, Jacoby Brissett is still starting for Tua Tagovailoa. Um, he passed it 30 times, 20 completions, 199 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he fumbled twice and lost one of them. He rushed it 
three times for eight yards and also was sacked three times. So, um, yeah, Brissetti's just holding the spot until Tua gets back. Um, but this is okay game, not great. You know, it's okay. Um, in terms of the run game, it is a dumpster fire there, guys. Um, Malcolm Brown, eight rushes, 23 yards. Miles Gaskin, uh, two rushes for three yards. So, um, for those who have shares in Gaskin, guys, I think you just got to sit on Gaskin until Tua comes back, and then maybe he'll see it. Um, you'll see better days from him. But I don't think right now you can throw him to the waiver wire, that's for sure. So, um, so you know, it's a work in progress. In terms of the pass attack, uh, Devontae Parker, four catches for 77 yards with a touchdown, and that's on nine pat, uh, targets. So very good game for Parker. Uh, Mike Gesicki, who's come on as of late, five catches, 57 yards, and touchdown on six targets. Jalen Waddle, not such a great game there. Four, four targets, three catches for 33 yards. And then Wolf Fuller had the uh, two targets with one catch and 16 yards. So uh, Gasicki, he's giving you tight end one type numbers right about now. So um, don't know if you want to sell high. <laughs> uh, selling high on a tight end um, just doesn't seem logical um, given the that position and the desperate need for production there. So you, um, yeah, so you just take this production he's giving you and run with it. So, um, and in other wide receiver news, Joaquin, Joaquin Grant, uh, he had one pass catch for minus seven yards and loss of fumble a game so bad he ended up getting traded to Chicago the very next day. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So so that is that. And then uh, up for the Colts, they go to Baltimore uh, for a Monday nighter. Um, yeah, there's still that connection of, you know, the Colts, leaving Baltimore to go to Indianapolis and then uh, Baltimore having to get a whole completely new team in the Ravens. So, uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's the story. They end Miami. They go to Tampa Bay to face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So, all right. So moving on to Cleveland, Cleveland um, going to Minnesota to face the Vikings and beating them 40, 14 to 7, low scoring game. Uh, let's talk about the Browns attack. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he is who he is, guys. Um, 33 pass attempts, only 15 completions, 155 yards, sacked three times, uh, rushed it twice for four yards. This, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. This is a run-oriented uh, offensive football team. So they they build it around the run and everything else, um, you know, is gravy. So uh, 
Baker Mayfield is a matchup-based quarterback at this point. He's QB2 on a good day. So, um, yeah, so that's just the way it is, guys. In terms of the run game, Nick Chubb doing Nick Chubb things, uh, 21 rushes, 100 yards. He had one catch for five yards. And then you have Kareem Hunt, 14 rushes for him, 69 yards, uh, two catches for 17 yards on four targets. So, you know, that's the attack in the nutshell. Um, you get you get RB1 um, uh, floor from Chubb. You get a flex RB2 ceiling from Hunt each and every week. You definitely take that. In terms of the receivings, the receivers, rather, um, Rashad Higgins, um, seven targets, four catches, 63 yards. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., he was targeted seven times, two catches for 27 yards. So, um, also, Jarvis Landry is still out. Uh, you want to take that into regard. In terms of the tight ends there, um, yeah, it's not much going on there, guys. Uh, David Njoku, two catches for seven yards on two targets. And then Austin Hooper, five targets, only one catch, 11 yards. So, um, so that situation, you know, one swallows up the other, and that's the way it goes. It looks like Hooper is the one that Baker Mayfield has eye for. So, um, but they just couldn't connect in this one. In terms of Minnesota, uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's bound to have a stinker every now and again. This was one of them. Uh, 38 pass attempts, 20 completions, 203 yards. He had the one touchdown and the interception, and he was sacked twice. So um, just, you know, chalk it up as an elf on this one, guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins will see better days to come. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, seemed like they're easing them back in. Nine rushes, 34 yards, and then he had the two pass uh, catches for 10 yards. Um, Alexander Madison, he had 10 rushes uh, for 20 yards. So this was just a matter of them acclimating Cook back into the lineup, you know, after sitting out last week with the injury. So, um yeah, so nothing to fear here, guys. Cook will be fine. He'll be okay. Um, uh, he'll have a week of practice here to get himself right for the next one. Um, and then for the pass attack, Justin Jefferson, six catches, 84 yards with the touchdown on seven targets, which is – like to see that. Um, Adam Thielen saw eight targets, only three catches for 46 yards. And then you have K.J. Osborne uh, with the three catches for 26 yards, and that was on seven targets. So, so guys, all three receivers are targeted the same amount, same amount of time. So it looks like all three of them are viable at this point. Um, it's just that Kirk Cousins couldn't fire, you know, could connect on with uh, a few of them. And then Tyler Conklin looked like he's involved, guys. He had six targets, 
four catches for 18 yards. So uh, if he's on the waiver wire, guys, why not reach out and grab him? Uh, Tyler Conklin. Um, again, we thought we would see this position struggle with Irv Smith Jr. Um, being uh, injured before the season started and uh, pretty much out for the year. So Tyler Conklin has assimilated into this lineup nicely. So, uh, And then coming up for Minnesota, a juicy matchup. They're hosting the Detroit Lions, so you definitely want to fire up a bunch of those guys there. And then Cleveland, uh, they go to um, L.A. to face the Chargers in what will be a tough game. So, All right, so moving on to Kansas City Chiefs uh, facing the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and beating the Eagles 42-30. to um, Patrick Mahomes doing what he does best, 30 pass attempts, 24 completions, 278 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. He did have five rushes for 26 yards and was sacked once. So this is Patrick Mahomes at his best. Um, this is what he does. So uh, in terms of the running game, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Solid game, very solid. 14 rushes, 102 yards, two catches, 12 yards on three targets. Guys, you'll definitely take this. You will take this and run. Um, this is the type of volume. This is the type of production you want to see from Edwards Hilaire. He didn't get in the end zone. That's fine. That's great. But um, he's getting the volume. He's getting the looks. You definitely want to see that type of production. He'll get in the end zone, guys. Don't make no bones about that. So he'll be fine. Um, Daryl Williams is back up. Ten rushes for him. Uh, 42 yards. He had the touchdown in this game. Two catches and 16 yards. So he's the backup to Edwards Hilaire anything were to go awry there so he's definitely one to keep an eye on um that's for sure and i would say probably at this point needs to be owned just in case um you know uh edwards hilaire uh sustains an injury at some point uh tariq hill much better game this go around um 12 targets 11 catches 180 six yards with three touchdowns this is why guys he's usually the first wide receiver coming off the board if if not for dante adams um you could go either way but um this is this is the type of uh production you like to see from Tariq hill and that he can de deliver so um that's a good thing um Travis Kelsey, not such a great game. Four catches, 23 yards on six targets. So, um, you know, he, Kelsey is, you know, he's he's bound to have a game like this every now and again. But make no mistakes, he's the number one tight end in fantasy. Uh, no bones about it. Uh, Brian Pringle, two catches, 23 yards. And then uh, the old... Faithful, uh, Miko, uh, Hartman, 
two catches, 16 yards on three targets. Good news, guys. Josh Gordon does make his debut next week. Um, So um, now might be the time to, you know, if you want, grab him as a uh, speculative ad and see, see how it goes. I mean, other than Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey, no one else in that room is setting the world on fire. So uh, why not Josh Gordon? Um, so, you know, it's worth an ad to see where, where it goes. But if something were to go wrong with Tyreek Hill, um, I think Josh Gordon emerges as the <laughs> walking in the door as the, the wide receiver one. And that's a scary uh, thought. So, anyhow, um, as far as the Eagles go, uh, Jalen Hurts threw it 48 times. That's a lot for him because um, he's normally a running quarterback. Uh, 32 completions, 387 yards, two touchdowns. He ran it eight times for 43 yards and was sacked three times. Terrific game for him. Um that's definitely, again, a lot of volume. I'm sure that wasn't the game plan going in, but it is what it is. They probably felt the kid had to throw it to keep up with uh, Mahomes. So, um, But absolutely terrific eye-popping numbers here. Um, in terms of the run game, um, you know, <laughs> uh, one word, frustration. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, he had – three rushes for 31 yards with the touchdown and he caught six passes for 58 yards on eight targets. Miles Sanders, this game pretty much lined up as a very good matchup for him. Only the seven rushes, 13 yards and three catches for 34 yards. Um, I'm going to have to use that dreaded word guys. Timeshare. This is now a timeshare. It's a timeshare. I know Miles Sanders' owners are up in arms because they just knew this would line up for him. But Kenneth Gainwell is the fly in the ointment, guys. So, um, yeah, so he is. it's going to be problematic, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, at this point, Gainwell should be owned, um, especially in this offense. He should be owned. Uh, in terms of the pass attack, Devont, Devonta Smith, seven catches for 122 yards on 10 targets. That's great. You'll take that. Uh, Zach Ertz, um, six catches for uh, 60 yards, and that's on eight targets. Then you got Dallas Goddard, five catches, 56 yards. He had the touchdown. Um, and Quez... Uh, Watkins, three catches for 33 yards on seven targets. So, hey, guys, this this is, you know, um, this is pretty much a pecking order. Not much going for Jalen Riga. You can probably uh, drop him now, guys. Uh, no need to have him on your roster any longer. Um, it's going to be a two tight end sort of attack here with Devonta Smith. Uh, he'll be, you know, on vault unvaunted uh no no one to really trouble his uh production there so so basically you need to 
own Smith or one of these tight ends here in this offense. So that's the way it goes. All right. So I think I'm going to stop here, guys. Um, and I'll give you the rest later. We still have the late games to go. And then we have the Sunday nighter and Monday nighter as well. So uh, stay tuned for that, guys. All right. And we'll talk then. All right, so I think I'm going to stop here, guys, um, and I'll give you the rest later. We still have the late games to go, and then we have the Sunday nighter and Monday nighter as well. So uh, stay tuned for that, guys. All right, and we'll talk then. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, You can like and subscribe to me on all the major podcast platforms. You can also follow me on my Facebook group, GD That Sports Dude. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And on Twitter, I'm there under GD That Sport Dude. You can also write to me at thatsportsdudegd at gmail.com. You can also hit my Zelle at that same email address to support this podcast. And again, I value and appreciate you listening to the podcast.